wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. What is going on, y'all? Can, can you hear me now? Is this microphone on? How about this one? Hey, I got the trifecta. And I think they said sharing is actually caring. So uh, we've got a new addition to the family as well. So great to see everyone. Welcome to the Cold Calling Podcast. I am your host, Larry Long Jr., CEO. That's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. Just a reminder, if you don't know, now you know. The Cold Calling Podcast is powered by Monster Connect. Yeah, rawr! Monster Connect is leveraging technology to deliver actual conversations. Can you hear me now? We want to have conversations with prospects. We want to connect with decision makers. Last thing we want to be doing is dialing our phone, getting voicemails, not having legitimate conversations with Monster Connect. That's how you can really connect. So we're here for the podcast. And our goal is to help you, sales reps, sales leaders, to take your game to the next level, to help you and give you tips so that you can succeed and thrive in sales. I am absolutely honored. I had to sit myself down. I had to take some deep breaths because today's guest, oh my goodness, it's near and dear to my heart. This guest is one of my favorite people in the world. His name is Nathan Bird, and officially he's a sales leader at Channel Advisor, but in my opinion, he's a great friend, he's an amazing person, an awesome father, a great leader, formerly an amazing soccer player. I don't know if he still got it. I, I think they say, once you have it, you never lose it. But uh, And we're going to get into the history of Nathan and I. I hired him back in November 2014. Uh, he's been Rookie of the Year multiple times, President's Club. Let's give a warm, cold-calling podcast welcome to my man, the Birdman. Bird, what happened to that boy, Nathan Bird? What's going Mr. on, Larry Long. I am doing good. Thank you for the intro. I was choking up there a little bit. I was like, do I need to drink the water now and just swallow this big Adam's apple? Thank you. So I can't believe we're here so many um, years later. Man, this is a dream come true, to be honest with you, Birdman, because you you don't even know how meaningful you are, the place that you hold in my heart. You're one of my top three reps, probably number one. Don't tell nobody else. But it was an absolute privilege, pleasure. I had to dust this out. I think we're talking about Accelerate. 2015. You remember that, right? I remember that. I remember that. We have had some good times, some great t-shirts. Gosh, we uh, we rolled with the punches and found the way to succeed. That was, it's been a lot of fun. Man, well, I'm happy to have you here. I like to get started with a segment that I call the who, the what, and the why. So first, we want to know, who are you? Next, we want to know, what do you do? And then we want to know, why do you do it? The mic is all yours, Nathan. Thanks, Larry. Um, so you may have caught up several names there. So officially, Nathan Bird, known to many globally as Birdie, and to some, Birdman. Um, so it's been really interesting to navigate those types of names. And of um, I'm one of three brothers, and we all carry the name Birdie, just with a different spelling to it. 
Um, but now known to four children as daddy probably a thousand times a day. And that's very special to me and motivates me. And likely I will hear that while I'm on the call um, to come be available. And I, hopefully, you know, I'm working from home like many of you are listening today that they don't break in and come crash the party because they hear Larry's voice and the energy at the same time. Um, on a professional level, um, I'm a senior sales leader. Uh, many companies senior manager, but I just... I don't like that word manager. I'd never have. Um, back in my playing days, I'd never like to call my coach, the manager, like a leader. They're guiding me to where. And most of the times they're pulling from the front um, and pushing from the back. And I, I really like to emphasize that. Um, and I represent Channel Advisor. When mine and Larry's journey uh, met at the crossroads, now a commerce hub company, just recently gone through a major acquisition. And ultimately, my role is to just help brands brands you know, products you know, get to your doorstep in the manner that you expect. E-commerce is rapid and dynamic and changing. And I work for a company who is groundbreaking uh, things to make that easier for brands and make it easier for consumers to buy. And we're right in the middle of it. Um, so that's from a professional level. Um, the why, gosh, Larry, you know a lot of this, but maybe I'll share a little bit more behind it too. Um, you guys all may sense like this weird accent of English, American, uh, my, my parents, my brothers, uh, my friends, that they're not quite sure what it is anymore. My wife reminds me constantly that's not what it used to be. Um, but I came to America when I was 18 with a backpack and a suitcase and showed up on a college campus on a scholarship being like, okay, ready to take this American dream on. Uh, I came over with a good friend, Matt Lacey, and we showed up in the parking lot and dropped off. And all these kids are just moving in, moving in, chaos, parents everywhere, suitcases coming in, futons coming in, coolers coming in, refrigerators, microwaves, everything's coming in. And me and Matt get to our room and we're like, we've got a bed and a desk and a backpack and a suitcase. And we're like, okay. We didn't read all the details. So I'm going to bring that back to you here in a second, Larry. We didn't pay attention to all the details of what perhaps leaders. So all these parents are moving the kids in, fridges full, snacks for the whole year, reheatable meals, everything. They're set. And me and him are just sat in this room like, okay, this is, this is going to be tough. And at that point, something amazing hit me, how much people help. When they see you struggling or needing help and they reach out. And so many parents just reached out to help us in that point. And throughout that journey, there was no lifeline in America at that point. It was either figure it out or get on the plane and go home. And I'm raised from a family where you figure it out. And so much help through that journey, 18, 19 years on now, the help that people have given me, you included, to get where I am now with my life and my family, I want to give that back in its rawest form. Enough, can I buy you a pack of water, which one family did. Enough, hey, take this pillow. They don't need it. Like, there's a lot of calling of just helping others and realizing that you've got to make it at the same time. And that's where I feel as though selling really started for me. That I didn't realize I was selling, but I was trying to, like, involve, incorporate people and ask for help and incorporate help. And here I am now with a, a life later, a family of six, um, with a lot of, you know, freedom in my life and support and being able to help a lot of people on my team, socially, network-wise, give back what I've been able to, to get throughout the journey. Man, that, that's heartwarming right there. And thank you for the introduction of who you are 
what you do and why you do it. That that support along the way and now you're passing it along is just heartwarming and just a phenomenal example for all, myself included, to see how you go about doing the things that you do. Now, after the who, the what, and the why, I've got this segment called Spill the Tea. And we're going to have a couple of them through. I don't know if you know which one is coming, but there's a word. And I think it's called relentless. Mm. What does that mean to you, this word relentless? Gosh, this all started with Larry. We did the, help me with the name of it. We did the word aspect where we submitted words the, the, the wordle the brand wordle of how do people describe you that's right wordle, yeah and it all started with that and you know we're working away we're we're smiling we're dialing we're finding ways to succeed and progress and we did the wordle and just relentless kept popping up and they're like birdie you're just relentless like you don't stop like what is it and it's just this mindset this attitude that if you're not gonna do it who else is and be relentless to pursue it like, if you're not in, get out and get out of the way. But if you're in, be in. And that can be through your work, through your family, through your mentorship, through whatever your belief in your pursuit. And if you're not going to do it, don't do it. And if you are, be relentless about it. And, um, you know, shared with Larry, I ended up buying the T-shirt. It was like, okay, don't believe it, buy the T-shirt. And we have all these, these custom T-shirt companies. Um, and in my closet, every time I walk in, uh, my first T-shirt hung up there is just a blank T-shirt with relentless on it. And I don't actually wear it. It just locks me in. Like how many times do you go in, in and out in that day and just, you know, uh, change clothes, you know, life, family, four, and work, you know, literally change from work and go out and, you know, help all the kids and the supporting events um, and just remind yourself, stay relentless. Right. It's definitely evolved through the years, too. And, um, you know, it's been exciting to to own that. I love it. And I got to share a story. Back in the day, we used to play basketball and we were always short. And I remember I convinced I sold Nathan to come on out and hoop it up with us. And I think you told me, you said, Larry, I don't know how to play basketball. I said, everyone knows how to play basketball, but you were telling the truth. But you made a comment, hey, you think it's so funny me on the basketball court? Let me see you're behind out on the soccer pitch. You held it, held it to it. You did it. I, I went out there. I was struggling. I think you told me, hey, Larry, when you get the ball, you don't have to just kick it immediately. You got time. But I was so nervous. Oh, my goodness. But relentless. It was amazing to see. You out there just licking your chops on defense. Your defense was relentless. You were like this on the offensive player, and you were definitely mixing it up. And I said, good googly muggly, this is where this guy, Nathan Bird, gets his inner, just that passion, that desire, that relentlessness. You were able to transition that from the pitch. For people who don't know, that's the soccer field into the boardroom and into sales. Now, you had a thing that I will never forget. I I don't know if it was your 100 point scale, but there were five things, kind of KPIs that I just I was blown away that you had. If you don't mind, share with the folks out there. What were those five KPIs? What was your process? Just tell it all. Yeah. Um, so that goes through. So before getting into the, the sales world, uh, heavily into coaching and coaching soccer and you know helping kids progress through whatever journey of their career into college and professional. And I never forget this little girl. I was like, hey, I need you to give 100%. And she's like, I am. 
I was like, no, you can give more. You can find more. And we had this attitude of like, are you giving all? How do you go 110%? And how do you qualify it? How do you recognize it and evolve in that to like the coaching sessions? Like, well, what's your minimums? What's your maximums? And how are you going to achieve? So when you leave that practice session, that exercise of that game, you can confidently say I've given 100% no matter the result. And we're all pursuing that, but we never really go that level deeper to understand it. So, you know, when we got the feet under the table, we hooked the headset up and I'm out there just trying to just figure this out. What does Channel Advisor do? How am I going to talk to the contacts? What's my market outreach? How am I going to learn and develop? I went back to looking at that little girl when she says I am. And I was like, I don't think you are. Her scale of 100% versus my 100% was very different. So let's align to what is. So SDR days just trying to drive those conversations, quality conversations, you know, to support my peers to go on and succeed themselves. So I was like, okay, what do I have to accomplish? Opportunity creation, qualified opportunity creation. So I really broke down five metrics. One of those that I scored 20% was opportunity creation. Every single day, did I create an opportunity? Qualified opportunity, only give myself 20%. Did I make 60 or more calls? Because I've done the analysis and realized how many you know, people I could get on the phone. And if I got people on the phone, how many I could convert to an opportunity. And 60 was about my sweet spot daily. Same with the number of emails. So my calls, my number of calls, my number of emails would have a 20% score. Then outside of that, would I learn something new? And this, I didn't realize the emphasis of it, right? Of just did I learn something new? Did I learn the software? Did I learn the industry? Did I learn from a peer? Did I learn from a leader? Did I go and find something myself? Did I learn something new? So all of those started to go together and give myself a score. So sorry, uh, uh, opportunity creation, calls, emails, um, um, did I learn something new? And then I actually added over time that my demonstration capabilities, because I'll never forget with um, you know, a, a, a peer, uh, Mike Salata shared me like, you do realize like you've got to understand what we do and how we help and where we fit in. And I realized the importance of the actual technology and the impact it was making and how it could solve truly individual business and society problems. Um, so I scored myself every single day. At the end of every day, did I do it? Give myself a score. If I created two ops and it added total, I had 120% day. There was some days I had a 200% day. But I never left the day without having 100%, 100%. So if meetings got in the way or I didn't get an op and I'm sat there at 60%, I turned up the emails. I turned up what I, what I could learn that day. Or I rolled it into the following day and said, you know what, tomorrow you've got to go make 100 calls. And over time, these pillars just kept building. And I talked to my team now about building the machine, build your machine. That was the foundation of my machine. That was the plumbing. That was the engine of my machine that I could focus. And when I left, if I needed to hop out at four o'clock, if I needed to stay till six, if I needed to leave and come back, I just want to make sure I was held myself accountable. And I can still see her eyes now, Emily, like, hey, did you give 100%? Like, could I look and say, hey, Larry, I've had a good day. I'm exhausted. I'm at 100%, 100%, 20% of where I finished today. Like, I'll be back tomorrow. I know what I need to do. Man, you just laid out the game plan. For those that are listening, 
And for those in the back, can you hear me now? Listen closely. He talked about his 100% days. And this is memorable for me because his discipline every day, his relentlessness, his stick to itness in terms of hitting that led to him having great success because he was willing to build his machine and execute on that. The calls, the emails, the opportunity creation, the learning something new, whether industry, whether company, whether product, whether peers, that was amazing. The demo capabilities. And I think at one point you had even mixed in there net new uh, opportunity, net new uh, prospects. I remember you were you were seeking out net new prospects to add to the CRM. Absolutely. Gosh, things would get stale. And like always be still today, I can't help myself. I it was so funny. I was in a on-site meeting yesterday and I'd prospected that company. I'd found it and like hunted it and then was able to bring it back to my team. And I just can't stop turning off that prospect ability. And it goes back to the foundation of what is your foundation of sales? How strong is your machine? You're always looking, you should always be outreaching and engaging, like your machine develops and gets stronger. And now as a leader, my machine is very different. Yeah. But the foundations of how many times do I interact interact with my reps every day? Right? It, the, the KPIs, let's call them, we all love the, the buzzwords and the acronyms, right? The KPIs matter and you should have your own personal KPIs that matter to you as an individual contributor. But as a leader, you should have your own KPIs that impact others. Like how many, when was the last time I had a face-to-face with them? When was the last time we just talked about their family? right? And build those relationships. And what, what KPIs are they tracking? And it just builds your machine and your house and your foundation. Man, I absolutely love it. You've been on quite the journey, quite the adventure. I think you're coming up on nine years, nine year anniversary, yes, which sir. kudos. And I'm going to rewind. We're going we're gonna to go back. I tried to hire you and you rebuffed. You said, heck no, I ain't going to this game. <laughs> I think that was through the connection of Tom Brady, not the football yeah. Tom Brady, but the the Brit Tom Brady. Tell yeah. that story, man, because I wanted you on my team, and you were like, survey says, nah. Yeah. Gosh, pause for a minute for Tom Brady. What an inspiration to my career he's been, and not the, not the football player I had, you know. Didn't really know Tom Brady when I came over to the States, believe it or not, and then realized his association of names. So shout out to Tom Brady, um, absolute legend in, in my life and career uh, progression. But yeah, turning down, you know, I was I was coaching. I was I was living the dream. I was helping kids progress, winning tournaments, going out to Colorado, winning the national championship. Just it was amazing. And like throughout the day, living in shorts and flip flops, then out exercising, playing the passion. And that was really hard. I was really wasn't getting paid much at all. And seven days a week, sun up, sun down, nonstop relentlessness in, in, in that pursuit of, of just helping the youth and, and bringing infrastructure. And yeah, I, t- I turned it down. That was really, really hard to walk away because everybody says, do what you love, right? Do what you love. And I really had to go back and understand, well, what's my long game? What do I really love? Yes, I love soccer, football, right? But where's that's going to carry me in the journey? And I actually love like the mentorship and the leadership and the coaching development of others and going back to my why on like helping people, helping other people to succeed. And if I have that in my life, then I'll be, you know, I'll be okay. Um, and then eventually, yeah, going through the interview and I saying, actually, no, let's pause on it. And then just life happens and you realize family matters. 
I missed my brother's wedding. I missed um, grandfather's funeral. Uh, I missed time with my family. Like if I wanted to see friends, I'd be like, hey, can you meet me for a drink at like 9.30, 10 o'clock? And I was just missing other things that I value so, so much. And it was time to just develop and uh, evolve, take a step back to take many steps forward. So I made that decision around just family and what and understanding what's what was my why. Uh, and obviously learning that more and more as you mature. And then I was like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Like I said, if you're not in, don't be in. Don't tap your toe in. Like if I was going to go and I'm going to work for Larry and I'm going to honor Tom's word, like be in, go for it. Like, and, and, you know, and that's when I'm glad I did that. Because if I said yes on the first go around, I wouldn't have been all in. I would have still been like, Oh, I need to go back out there. Ain't no, ain't no half stepping. And you certainly were all in. I, uh, I got something for you, man. <laughs> and you made it look so easy, but I know that you were grinding day in and day out. I'm curious. And I know the folks that are tuned in live right now. We got some folks that are live. If you have some questions, submit them. Nathan is an open book. We would love to answer any of your questions. But Nathan, what were the keys to your success as a, as a business development? You were a BDR, SDR. How did you do it at such a high level? Um, people set goals for you but they don't really matter until you set the goal for yourself. So Larry, you wanted X out of me. Great. That meant something for you. But what did it really mean for me? Like the core of it. Yeah. The, the dials, the calls, the pursuit, the adding accounts, the learning something. Yes. But I didn't just want to come in and be like, okay, yeah. Like, yep. Nathan's there. Like I wanted to pursue that performance. And, um, my father always used to say to me, uh, don't be a, of, a jack of all trades and a specialist of none. Like if you're going to be in, really try to understand it and learn and equip yourself and like immerse yourself in it. And, and that's really what I went to do. And then I was like, okay, well, here's the goal set for me. Wait, I can do this. And if I'm able to accomplish this, then I can finally pay for a flight to go back to England, which is astronomical. Um, and actually maybe I can finally pay for my parents to fly back. Like that was huge being able to be financially stable for the goals I set myself to be like, I'm gonna, they paid for like three flights for me to hop back and forth to America. Like I'm paying for the next one. And if there's a way to upgrade them, I'm upgrading them. So set your goals for yourself. And then what does that mean? If you accomplish those goals, everything else will fall in place because you will just, be relentless about focus and to achieve those. And then you start to build in your basic foundations, the tactical things you'll do, the uh, strategic things you'll do to try and accomplish that. That, that is amazing. Now you, you shared it before, but I want to hear really, what are the parallels? What have you been able to take from the pitch that that's been able to, to really help serve you in the professional setting? Yeah. Um, I'd go back, every one of my coaching sessions start with foundation and progressional uh, aspects to the structure of how you attack it. So just how you get ready for the day is how you warm up. 
Like, what is your mindset before you arrive, wherever you are trying to do the work? What do you do before it? And what is your mindset on how you're attacking it? And then are you always ensured that you are squeaky clean on your foundations? So back for the soccer soccer days, how do you receive the ball? How do you pass the ball? How do you move off the ball? Are absolute basic foundations. Then you build in technical things. Oh, sorry, tactical things. Where am I positionally? What type of runs am I going to wait? What type of passes am I going to make? How am I going to start to move off things around me? To the work world, how am I going to work with my peers? How am I going to work with my partners? How am I going to work with my software that I'm utilizing to execute on the strategy, which is winning? Right? Like they say develop in soccer work. Let's develop, develop. But we're really developing to win. Like we're developing to progress. We're not just developing here to be, all right, we've reached this level. We're developing to win. So take that and then you take that into the work world. How do I develop to win my demonstrations, my discoveries, my KPI analysis, my you know final positioning and proposals? How do I strategically position myself to win? I can't do that without my foundations of how do I pass the ball? How do I receive the ball? Meaning my business acumen, how I open the meetings, my delivery, my awareness of their industry and their situation, my awareness of their role. Like, because a central defender, when I played defense and you were somewhere on the field when we played soccer, Larry, I forget where it was. There's sometimes I had to just tell you and stay in an area. Same with me on basketball, by the way. I was running like, I didn't know where I was going. I was just like, work hard, distribute the ball. Don't show me shot. Do not show me your shot. Just Get the ball, pass the ball, make space. So you just start to add all those things together, right? Um, and then all of a sudden you've built a really good machine. The, now if you relate it, you can take that car in a lot of places and you can do really cool things with it. And um, now hopefully what I like to bring is people on that machine, develop their machine, and they're able to go on the journey that they want to now, but they can't do it if they haven't built the machine. Man. That, that, that's insightful, man. And I can tell you, Nathan, from the first time that we met, I think it was a phone conversation. You just have that it factor. You're going to have success wherever it is, whatever it is you choose to do, wherever you choose to do it. And I can tell you that it's probably one of my proudest moments seeing you lead and serve the team, your longevity uh, at Channel Advisor, the excellence that you've exhibited, seeing you go on countless uh, President's Club trips is just a testament. And I saw it early. I, I said, I want this on my team. When you said no, it, it broke my heart. I said, oh, good googly muggly, don't do that, dog. But uh, everything happens for a reason. And like you said, the timing. Now, we have a special guest who joined in, and I know family is everything. Jordan Ramsey. Want to say <laughs> hi, Jordan. Thank you for tuning in. She said, well said, Nathan. She's supporting you from the sideline, uh, which is just amazing. Family is Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Now, uh, th this is going to be Spill the Tea Part 2 because we did play on the same pitch, and yep. there was a little – and my wife's from Argentina – she tells me that soccer's big, but soccer is obviously big in Nantwich, England. And I think that's in the northern part. I'm not great at geography, but the northern part of England where you've got Manchester. And uh, our team had the kit, had the uniform of Manchester City. 
And I think something happened. I, I my 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 uh, memory's a little bit blurry, but fill me in. What happened? Was there a picture or something that got taken? Do tell the story, Nathan. I think I think my kids must be on the Wi-Fi and TV. The Wi-Fi, that really didn't come through. I don't think we should. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a Manchester United red through and through. Grown up, dad taking me to every game and sign up, play on a team. You know, good adult soccer and. Uh, they decided that they were going to get replica Manchester City jerseys blue, which is just sinful. It's just – I can't believe I did it. Like, that showed how much I love, hopefully, the game, you, my peer, like, uh, you know, my, my wife played with us, my uh, sister-in-law played with us. Um, you know, it was it was more like, okay, this is bigger than the rivalry of it. But, gosh, that was a lot of fun. And that was a tough sw- spill to pot, uh, swallow. When that jersey came home, like, it disappeared until I had to wear it again. Um, yeah, that, that that was a tough one. I, I don't know where that picture is, and hopefully that picture is gone. <laughs> now, I, I think I remember your your pops wouldn't talk to you for a minute because of, of you wearing that jersey. Is that right? There was, there was a lot of serious conversations with brothers and fathers around that and questions and um there's two things that they've said hey you need to come home more one is your accent is you need to come back a little bit more spend more time with the the locals and then the other was like you need to come back to manchester united and um you know ensure this oh man now nathan you've seen sales from both sides as an individual contributor being excellent and now as a, a leader, a senior yeah. sales leader, leading people to, to be the best that they can be. Yeah. Talk to me about that transition. When you went from IC, doing it all by yourself, not all by yourself, but essentially not being responsible for a team to then being responsible for a team. How was that transition? Gosh, really, really hard. Really, really hard because... You're in control of your own LLC. You have your business. You have your machine. And then you've all got these different dynamics of people and personalities and situations and approaches. And I'm fortunate to work at Channel Advisor where we have so many people succeeding in different ways. Like there's not a one way to say do this and you will succeed. That's beautiful. I really like that. And that goes to the soccer days. Like there were so many different player profiles and how we would win a game. Somebody would bring something different. So I always had to bring back myself to simplicity of understand that, respect the individual, but where can we tailor, apply, adjust, and support? And, um, you know, in uh, e-commerce, we work with some of the biggest giants in the game, some of the biggest, like, some of the biggest businesses in the world, Meta and Amazon and Walmart and Target. And, um, you know, Amazon has the flywheel of of how they've really developed where they're at today. And I was like, well, what's going to be my flywheel of management of success? What should I control myself on and what should I uh, goal myself on? Um, And I I took, you know, my score, my success, and like, now I've got to evolve it. So really now I, I looked again at five things. Just broke it down, something simple. Um, you know, Paul Colucci, uh, former CRO, always was like, tell me three things. And I was like, well, I've kind of got five. I can't drill it to three. I've got five. Um, you know, the first was just effort and morale. Like, that carries so much weight. I don't want to say all of these have got the equal 20% disbursement. Because effort and morale in sales in life is so important. 
everybody has got their own situation. Like if I would just share just a little bit on the dynamic of my team and everyone is at a different life journey, life stage, facing a battle, facing a struggle. And they just want to do well. And how you get the most effort out of them equals their morale, which in turn is your morale and the team's morale and the culture. You've really got to understand them. So I focus a lot of time on how can I get the most effort out of them? How do I get their morale and their spirits up? Because let's face it, sales is beautifully brutal. No question about it. It's like North Carolina in the summer. 90, 100 degrees, sun's out, you can go to the pool, then all of a sudden a disastrous storm comes in and knocks your power out. Beautiful. Um, so take, taking that, the, the, you know, the effort and the morale, then you've got to focus on what makes you succeed, and that is developing pipeline. Like what is your number, how much pipeline do you need, and how are you going to get to quality pipeline? Not that fluffy purple sunglasses type pipeline, like, oh, they agreed to talk to me, you know, like, yeah, the sharing emails, like true quality pipeline. Converting that, then the next piece of the pie is bookings. How do we develop and enable bookings? What's your business acumen like? What's your delivery like? What's your understanding of the needs analysis and the gap analysis and all these different sales processes? There's not one that you're going to adapt to. Then from there, forecasting. Hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds the next six months. Are you really? Are you really going to lose 10 pounds over the six months? Let's really break that down. So that means how many pounds per month? And that means how many macros are you going to eat? If I break it down to another world of life, we're going to win six games this season. Well, how? Which ones? Like, which ones are we going to win? Which ones might we win? So breaking that down to the accuracy of forecasting and the hardest thing on management is like, I always feel like as I'm Mr. Critical, sometimes Mr. Negative. Because my job is to be like, well, what are you not thinking about? What's the elephant in the room? What's the risk of this deal? How are we going to get ahead of it? I'm not coming from a negative perspective. I'm coming to make sure that we've got the bases covered. But my, my son right now is playing baseball, so I'm really learning baseball because we just don't play it in England. It's, it's big on your uh, – Larry, I don't know how many times you've found gaps in my baseball knowledge. Gosh, I'm glad I never swung a bat or thrown a pitch in front of you. Well, like, how do you have all your bases covered on a deal? And do you even know the situation you're in? So effort, morale, pipeline development, bookings development, forecast development, and then admin. Like leaving yourself a trail. Anybody who tells you they're going on a sales adventure, the best people that are in it for the long game, leave themselves a trail. And that comes down to your admin and documentation. This client wasn't ready, but I know in 18 months, they're going to be ready. I was with a team member yesterday. Hey, we're currently in a contract. We just signed with them. 12-month contract. Mm, we're not going to get that right now. Hey, put on your calendar seven and nine months from now to re-engage with them before that contract's up. Leave yourself an admin trail. Put it on your calendar. Put it in the notes. Remind yourself. When you're in a deal, what matters most after every call, make sure you've got discipline on your calendar, but I need to document that. Here's where I did well. Here's where I failed. Here's where I think I can progress. So I have some reps that are really good at admin. They're really struggling on bookings. There's some that are really good on pipeline that can't convert to bookings. So then you have to take each part of your flywheel and go, how does that apply to the rep? Where do they need the most? most? And I have that picture in front of me every day on, I'm about to talk to whoever 
I need to go focus on this part of their pie and develop them. And most of the time it always starts with morale and effort because you can't knock it. Like that's what matters the most to get them through because their energy, their confidence goes through to the buyer. They don't have the belief. If they don't have the understanding, it's not going to, it's not going to pass through this virtual tile very well. Man, Nathan, you just dropped the mic. You dropped it like it's hot. I took a note here. I think you said sales was beautifully brutal, which our mama said, knock you out. Um, I love that. The effort, the morale, de developing pipeline, developing bookings, forecasting, making sure that we're not wearing our rose colored glasses. Exactly. And everything is awesome and it's going to close identifying those risks, and then the administrative. Yeah. Oh, I love that structure right there. Now, I, I want to know, uh, you're, you're close to the action. You've got the pulse. What are you seeing? What are you feeling uh, around sales today? What's working? What are some things to look out for? What 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 is that thing that's going on that's top of mind? Yeah, um, I honestly think this is one of the hardest years we're facing recently, uh, depending on the industry, um, you know, COVID was a was a hit for some businesses, a real struggle for others. You know, we started this year with how many companies talking about layoffs and, you know, the, the economic state. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of challenges right now. And you have to be more detail-oriented, productive, planning than ever. And the reps that are really taking that diligence to understand where is my machine at and the health of it, I'll succeed in the most. And they're, they're empathizing with their prospective base and their customer base, and they're trying to find out where they can help, right? So everything that I believe in, in where they're doing well is, is just, are they progressing? Are they, are they progressing themselves? Are they progressing their prospects, their businesses? And then how does that impact, uh, if they're progressing themselves, how does that impact their family and their friends and their network and even society for some people that I work with? Like they've got... They focus on so much progression. They have such an impact in not just the world we live in, but the society. And, and same with some businesses that we help. Like truly, you know, sales to me is how do we help progress? Like progress the person in their role, which then progresses the uh, business in their role. And then the biggest project, the, the biggest average order values, the biggest kind of monumental deals, like they're making a significant impact on society. Like they are truly either changing the game or they have a, for, for my industry, they have a new product that they need to get out of the market that can really help people. And you've got to go back to that as much as possible, but you know, feet on the ground, it's tough. It's really tough. And your machine has got to, you've really got to understand your machine, keep working to equip your machine and accept the reality. Um, you know, there's many times there was one, um, one Ted talk that I listened to that was a game changer for me. Um, that was just about stress. You know, I four kids, family overseas, sales leader, you know, the hardest thing is, you know, I may have a pipeline of, you know, let's just easy numbers, a hundred, right, ops. And like, that's a lot more no's than you get as an individual. And that's really tough. And don't get stressed about that because stress is actually the body's reaction to prepare and adapt and to overcome. And if you don't really just pause and think about that, the stress and the anxiety will eat your stomach away. It will eat your, your, your chest away and your mind and be ticking away. But if you actually quickly convert, so this is actually preparing my body and the stimulus is in my body to try and overcome this. 
If I don't overcome this as a reason, so I need to be working on what's next. So don't get stuck in it. So just adapt and overcome. Wow. Talking about that progress. We're making Make progress. progress. Oh, how do we help people progress? And then the health of the machine. We're going through some tough stuff, some chaos, yeah. some turbulence professionally in, in, in just the, the world and life. Now, you and I belong to a club that I don't wish upon anybody. I lost my father seven and a half years ago, and I'm so sorry for the loss of your beloved mother uh, a, a year ago. What do you say to someone who's facing the loss of a loved one, of a dear loved one? Yeah. How, how do you, what's been working for you in terms of how you continue to progress even through the pain and that challenge? Yeah, definitely. Like you, one of the hardest things to work through, like the loss of a parent, you know, the, a mother is uh, really difficult. And I think what people don't realize, and we, we talk about this, is everybody's got their own fight. Everybody's got the struggle. And if you lock in and try and keep it yourself, you're not possible. Like team and people around you and, you know, understanding your network, utilize them, talk, open up, be humble. Like we're all going through it. Why not be there for each other? Um, and that really, really, really does help. And then it, I don't want to say it normalizes it, but you get perspective. And just like your career journey, you start to understand the life journey you're on. And the evolution of you as a child and a parent and the grandparents, and then you have children coming through and, and all of the friends and family, you, you just start to grow in perspective. Um, but then you've got to understand, well, how do you live in honor? And that's the journey I'm on. How do you live in uh, in honor um, of, of what you've been raised, what principles, foundations you've been raised, and how are you going to give back? Um, so that's really important, that journey. And understand, anybody's listening on the phone today, anybody who is meeting with anybody at any point, they're facing something. And we, we were heading for an on-site uh, yesterday, and we were doing final prep the day before, and you know, 10 minutes left on the meeting, um, I asked, okay, the two people going with me, what's your biggest fear heading into tomorrow? What's your biggest worry? And what they brought up right then was a game changer. We all understood, and I shared mine, and we all understood what was really scaring us or the fear or the uncertainty we had, and we supported each other through that, and it was amazing. So never just forget, just ask that deeper question. Hey, is, are you okay? Or is this right? Or what's your biggest fear as you head into this? Um, you know, you didn't realize like right before this call, this happened. Right after this call, my wife's going to um, a final appointment for my daughter who broke her arm. Like everybody's got stuff going on. And understand that work together. And then that goes to the morale and the effort. Because if they know that you truly care and you're supporting them, they will they will help you succeed because they recognize that uh, you're helping them succeed. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that, Nathan. And yeah. I appreciate all your support. We've got a comment from Jeremy Chavis that talked about support system, family and friends means everything. Totally agreed. Jamie Gonzalez says that's a great point. Speaking of family, not only do we have Jordan, but we also <laughs> have Wanda. Wanda joined. Sounds legend herself. Oh, man. Family is everything. It that's is. support. 
and then how do you honor those loved ones? And I just I want to give you your flowers right now, Nathan. <laughs> you are you are just a, a testament to uh, to your mom, to your family, just a, a beacon of light. And uh, I just want to tip my cap to you, man, and just encourage you to keep shining, keep thriving, keep shining bright because your your light is shining bright and you're having an impact on people's lives. And I'm not even sure you know the extent that you are. So kudos to that. Uh, I tip you. my cap. Thank For you. those folks that are listening, that, that are out there and they're tasked with business development, they're tasked with picking up, hopefully it's not a banana phone, but they got to pick up that phone and smile, dial, serve. What do you say to them right now? Because it is tough. And even when going, when the going is going great, it's still tough to pick up that phone. Oh, yeah. Call someone you don't know. What, what advice do you share with them? The hunt is not easy. You go back to the start of time and how hunt and venture and secure and provide. It is the hardest part. It is the hardest part. And if you like to do it, I'll look you in the eye and question you heavily. Like, how, how do you do this for years and years? Like, like it's really hard. The hunt is really, really hard. Um, but from like a, just the overall philosophy to it, this is, it's a zero risk game. It's a zero risk game because you're one step closer. If nobody ever picks up, you're one step closer to understanding that the phone is not going to be the way that I'm going to drive this conversation. Just ring, 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 ring. Nobody ever picks up. I'll leave a voicemail. Nobody ever picks up. Okay, I know every time I ring that line, nobody's going to pick up. So now how do I develop my plan? Well, somebody does pick up. I've got a gatekeeper. Hello, champion. You are the most important person in that company right now. You are the most important person in that company now to help me understand, point me in the right direction, leave a message, build a relationship, understand rapport, ear to the ground. And that allows you again to go to build your machine, right? So if I can't get them on a the phone, I'm going to have to support it with email and social and partner networks and other relationships are built and creative content and just getting outside of that box and comfort zone. But for me, it's all, again, about building that machine and having intent. Like, if I want to get in touch with you, truly, and I have a solid reason, you should not stop. No matter how long it is. You need to speak to me. I have noticed this. I believe we can fit in here. I'm going to own the elephant in the room. Like, nobody really does this. I'm going to own the elephant in the room. I'm in sales. Nobody likes to talk to sales. Nobody wants to hear a pitch really anymore. They want to be understood and they want to be heard. Own that elephant. You probably don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you because it matters to you and how your goal and what I believe you're trying to accomplish. If I'm way off, tell me. Give me a no. You always told me, Birdie, Birdman, celebrate your nose. Celebrate your nose. Move on. Drive on. The Fido. Right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, so... Um, so really about building that intent and, you know, the way I used to think about it is like an assault course, like find somewhere in your head that you go to that's like, this is fun. Like, this is an assault course. Like, can't go on the phone. I'm going to go on the email. I'm going to go on LinkedIn. I'm going to go through social. I'm going to find somebody I'm connected with. I see you're using this sister system. I'm going to track your person who I know you're a customer of them. Who's that person that can make me an introduction? 
and it's going to be an assault course. And that's where my head is like, this is kind of fun and kind of, and that's why I still love the hunt today. Like hunting that company, meeting them at Vegas in a convention and then sat on site with them in Charlotte. That all started with an assault course. I didn't like to do it. I didn't like clicking, copy and pasting, searching who is like, what's, I didn't like that, but I love the assault course I was on. Man, I love it. And the crowd is loving it as well. Jordan said, agreed. Wanda said, amen. Jordan is laughing. We got Jamie Gonzalez who's saying, totally agree on giving you your flowers. Nathan does deserve them. And Bertie, I appreciate it. The hunt is not is not easy. It is hard yeah. building the machine, having intent, and uh, not stopping if you truly believe. Now, this can't be the cold calling podcast if I don't make any cold calls. So I'm going to fire up my Monster Connect and I've got it in my earbud. I'm not being rude, but we're going to see if we can actually have a conversation. You'll only be able to hear one side of it, but we'll see how I do if uh, someone picks up the phone and we can have a uh, an actual com combo. I like it. Let's go. You, you cool with that? Always. Awesome. I appreciate it. Let's see if I can uh, avoid any egg on my face. Ooh, let's see. Who do we have? It's ringing. We're trying to get a combo. See if we can get someone on the line. And actually, let me take my own medicine. I need to get up and stand up like the you great Sunday. Believe it. Hey, is this Aaron? H Hello, Aaron. Can, can you hear me now, Aaron? Uh, is Aaron available? It's Larry calling from Monster Connect. Okay, I, I'm, I apologize. All right, take care now. Wrong number. He uh, he did not want to hear from me. This is an Aaron. Who do you want? <laughs> Who do you want? Hey, what is it? Um, the first rule of the first rule of the CRM is never trust the CRM. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And this is my favorite part right here. Uh, the admin part. I got to update my notes, make sure it's in the CRM. And hey, batter up. We're going to we're going to give it a whirl again. Let's see if we can reach someone else. Get on base. Uh, That's all you've got to do. Yeah, man. I'm trying to be like Cam out there hitting some uh, doubles, triples and home runs. Absolutely. <laughs> but all you got to do is get on base. Oh, man, it's it's too funny, man, because Cam is playing baseball. My little man who just popped in, he uh, was supposed to have soccer uh, tryouts yesterday because of the heat. It got pushed back to next week. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so fun that you and your baseball lifestyle and your son's playing soccer and my and my lifestyle and football and my son's playing baseball. Uh, it's perhaps, perhaps. At some point, we always talk about it. It should be like, hey, you, you go take Cam on a workout. I'll go take Trey on a workout. And then we'll meet in the middle and uh, let them put us through it. Oh, I love it. Life has a funny way of lifing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get one more. Come on now. Let's roll the die. Trying to have some conversations. I don't want any voicemails. I don't want any ring rings. I want to... I want to talk to a live person. Let's see if I can get after it. <laughs> now, Nathan, what have you seen in terms of tools out there? Chat GPT or call yeah. recording? What's hot? Yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, there's some really powerful things right now that you can automate. You know, ChatGPT is definitely interesting in learning and, you know, in its evolution phase and you've got to learn how to adapt and what can you use. Um, you know, mentioning tools, you know, SalesLoft is, is incredible, right? Zoom info with your quality of data, Sixth Sense. You know, so many out there, but it, it's, um, I'll go back to they're only as good as how much you put in, right? They are your tool. They are your machine. Just like when I used to roll the ladders out for kids at soccer. Are you going to do the ladder and really work on your footwork and speed and agility? Or are you just going to go through the ladder? Are you really going to use this tool for its full capability? Because if you're not, don't. Because you just, you're just spitting out just like, ah, oh, you're just going through the motions. And you are going to present mediocre results by doing that. So, yeah, really, really powerful tools. And I try to stay up to date as much as possible with them to make sure that when my team needs to understand how to use them, I understand how to use them and still be able to execute on their job. Right. So same when you used to coach the players, if I couldn't demonstrate it, then, hey, probably we don't need to do this. Uh, I did used to struggle on the shooting stuff, though. So I'll be honest. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Nathan, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to shut it down. I, yeah. I, uh, tool. Yeah, we'll, we'll try our next episode, man. This is episode number four, second time of me trying to make some calls live. Oh, uh, we'll roll with the punches. But hey, as we land the plane, I do have a final question for you, man. 2023, if you had to sum it up in one word, what would that one word be? Either how it's been already or how you want it to be through the end of 2023. What's your word going to be? You know, the first one that hit it, and it's going to be a really different one. Um, impression. As you leave your footprint and your mark on people and the impression you have can pay dividends you never know with the journey of your life. And we're going through a very odd time after the pandemic we've been through. And, and now, so the impression you have on people and how you help really matters. You may struggle yourself, but you may have that positive impression on somebody else and vice versa. And that can be reciprocal. So what will be my impression of myself and on others at the end of a really, really challenging year on the back of a year of using my losing my mother on the back of last year was my success. Most biggest year as a, as a sales leader. So what now? What? What's the impression you're going to have now? Are you going to hunker down? What impression are you going to have? We've recently acquired. What impression? What work are you going to do? How does my wife and my children look at me and my family who is uh, joining to support? What impression will they have? What will they get from that? And then what will be that domino effect of the impression they will then go on? Because that goes back to my why. Will that help them? I may not be able to do anything for them, but I don't really know that all the time. We be able to help them with just something. And that's why I'm so excited to join today um, to just give back again. Hopefully, like, here's my journey. Here's my story. It's not been easy. It's been a struggle. There's been adversity. But I focus on my why on I just want to help. Like, I truly just want to help. And sometimes I'm so busy that I don't or I do miss things. And I don't I miss important events. And I miss sending that text. But I know I really want to do it. And as long as I've always got that trigger in my head, like, yeah, at least you're thinking about it. Like, at least you want to help and you need to go back. And it may be a week later and you may have missed. Always just remember to, like, help. I appreciate you sharing that, Nathan. And I can tell you, I speak for not just myself, not just the Cold Calling Podcast, but all of our guests, both live and recorded, 
that the impression that you're making and the impression that you just made over the past 55 minutes has been strong and has been appreciated. And just from the bottom of my heart, dude, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for just being a great friend, for being an example of what a great father, what a great person is, and just touching lives on a daily basis with those reps, those colleagues, cross-functional, that they get to see your greatness. And um, the impression that you made on me, I still talk about you, the man, the myth, the legend. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. Just wishing you all the best that you truly deserve, continued success, and just keep thriving. Any final thoughts before we wrap, big dog? Gosh, if there's a Miriam receptacle, same with you, Larry. Like, if there's anybody that hasn't spent time with you one-on-one, they're missing out. Like, the mentorship and the coaching and the just the the, the emotional connect, the intelligence of the, you recognizing is, is so powerful. And find those people. Your group doesn't have to be big. Find your people. Protect those people. Stay involved with those people. Larry, there was, there was gosh, many – I don't want to say it's been a year, but there's been many months we didn't connect. But then we'd hop back on it but like nothing changes because these are my people. These care. They protect. I'm able to like help and help me like protect those. You don't have to have a, a huge group to succeed. It's all about the quality of people you have in life. And, and that is you. And nine years, you used to beat me up hard on the journey and the details and the focus. And here we are nine years later on the journey. And we're still focusing on those details, the prep, the attention, the foundations of what we do. Um, so shout out to that because that has been uh, life changing. Oh, man, that that means so much. That means more than you'll ever know. Uh, before we wrap, I do want to share this because this is a, a blast from the past. Mr. Jonathan Glauser, great Ooh. conversation between Jonathan. two amazing minds. Thanks. I learned so much. We used to go toe to toe. Jonathan's <laughs> up. I'm up. Jonathan's up. I'm up. Toe to toe. And the family, you know, just shows family on the call today, listening, support, they're in sales too. Like create, create your bubble, um, you know, and, and, and great to see, you know, family and the love and support, like truly, truly grateful. Oh, that is awesome. So heartwarming. Nathan, thank you so much. Thank you to the listeners, to the viewers for tuning in for this week's The Cold Calling Podcast. Just a quick reminder, join us next Wednesday, August the 23rd, one o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, same bat time, same bat place. We will be back and please be ready for our next guest coming in from Ireland. Woo! We, Woo! We've got the something with accents, but we've got international sales trainer, coach, speaker, author, just guru, Naraj Kapoor coming in following the bird man, Nathan Bird. So wishing you all the best, continued success. Keep picking up that phone smiling, dialing, serving, and having conversations. Thanks again, y'all. Take care. Peace.